The Long Box Crusade presents Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Get ready for a surprise! Longbox Crusade presents Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. I'm your host, Jared Ulrich, the art sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, and this is my series of many podcasts made exclusively for our Crusaders Club members. So if you're listening to this on our Longbox public feed, that means the Crusaders Club heard this episode weeks ago, and if you want to get in on that early action, among with many other perks of being a Crusaders Club member, just go to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade for as little as $1 a month. You, too, can join the Crusade, but let's get to the show. On this show, I literally surprise my guests. They have no idea what's going on, even at this exact moment. Isn't that right, Aaron? What the hell are you doing in my bedroom? <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> Put some right. clothes on first. God, what's going on here? I just finished. I told you you parked in front of my house. I didn't see you come in and make yourself at home. Jeez. <laughs> I just finished doing an episode of Aaron's Real American Headcast covering the G.I. Joe comics, and I sprung this on him. He did not see this coming. I had no clue. <laughs> so here's the deal, Aaron. I've got two stores in my local area. I got Burks and TJ Maxx, and they occasionally carry those $5 grab bags that contain five older comics. I've acquired a grab bag today, and so I'm springing it on my guest, which, as you already know, is Aaron Head Moss from the Headcast Network. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Surprise. <laughs> so here's how it works. I'm going to bust open the bag, and Aaron and I are going to give our thoughts on each of the five issues. Just real quick thoughts. And then we'll do a quick score on them on a rating of one to five. And the score is based off how motivated we'd be to read it. Like if there's something you're like, oh, man, it looks dope. That's a five. You're like, yeah, that's whatever. I'll read it tomorrow. That's a one. And then we'll uh, figure out the scores. We'll figure out who's going to be this episode's champion of the bag. So here we go. All right. Well, the way I do it is the first ones we do are the ones that you can see through the back. So the first two will be the one from the front from the back. So the first one from the front is Ultimate Spider-Man, number 86, from January of 2006. This is by Bendis, Bagley, and Hannah. So, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Mark Bagley, and Scott Hannah. That's a pretty good creative team. Your cover description has Spidey on a wall, and it's called Silver Sable Part 1. And all you can see from the villain that uh, is is in the foreground is his hand. It's just a hand with, like, sort of a red whip coming out. Spidey's very defensive pose on the wall. So that's Ultimate Spidey 86. So, Aaron, quick thoughts. Like, have you ever read it? If not, what's your kind of quick feel for it? And then give me a number one to five on how excited you'd be to read it. Yes, I'm pretty sure I read that one. I bought my son, who's 25 now. I bought him almost that entire run of Ultimate Spider-Man because he's a big Spider-Man fan. Good for you because that series Uh, was awesome. Yeah, so I picked up that run for him. I bought him as it came out. So I'm sure I read that. In fact, just looking at that cover, I again, I haven't read it in 15, 20, whatever long it's been since it came out. <laughs> 2006, but, so I guess 13 yeah. years. <laughs> I read it since then when I bought it for my son. In fact, my son has it at home in his, his place. So looking at the cover, I'm going to guess maybe that's a mega red. That's a good guess. I, I'd say that's that'd be my first guess. Mm-hmm. Just because the whip coming from the hand and the red color on it. Uh, again, I would give that a five on wanting to re- again, Ooh, I read high. that again. That's high, yeah. It's a great cover. I enjoyed the Ultimate Spider-Man. I read, I bought it for my son, so I read his books, of course. My only problem with the Ultimate Spider-Man run was that it tended to draw storylines out longer than needed. 
he told a lot of the same stories that Stan Lee did, but from a different perspective, or at, you know, had his own touch to it. But he he would drag things on a bit long longer than he needed to go. I think. Don't get me wrong; it was a great series, and yeah, I, I we had that that issue of five. You know what? I just peeked on the inside. It is Omega Red. Your instincts are good. I'm with you. I think it is a fantastic series. I love Ultimate Spidey, Bendis, and Bagley. Man, they ran that series for a long time, and they did yes. a good job with it. I'm with you on a five. So we've got a perfect score right out of the bag from the front cover. It's going to be tough to dethrone that as champion of the bag, but let's That's see. It's on the front cover. Exactly. Let's see what they had on the back. Oh, yeah, I read this. This is... Batman number 508 from June of 1994. Your creative team is Doug Minch and the penciler is, it'll come to me, Mike Manley with Joe Rubenstein on the inks. Your cover description has the Arbitoire, I think is that guy's name. I believe so, yeah. Something weird. Like he's a dude that kills the, members of his own family. Yeah. And that's his whole thing. And then the, the, Night, the Quest. Night Quest version of Batman, the Azrael Batman in the background, yes. as we see the arbitrary or sort of Azbats, hovering. As he was called. Asbats, yes. As the villain is hovering over the sort of molten metal-looking pool of something that's going to burn him. So it's a very Kelly Jones cover. You can see that a mile away. Kelly Jones has a very unique style. So we're right in the middle of Night Quest. This is 508, Batman 508 from June of 94. Have you read it? What are your thoughts? And toss me a score. Yes. Uh, again, as I've said on several places, I got started reading comics in 87 of G.I. Joe. By 88, 89, I was picking up almost every DC and Marvel book out there <laughs> because I have an addiction. Help me, please. <laughs> uh, I got an addiction to comics. So, yes, I, I did. I was buying Batman at the time. I did buy that book. I enjoyed overall the whole Bane breaking Batman's back, the Nightfall, the Night Quest, the Knight's Return, or whatever the heck it was. I think it was three parts. Mm-hmm. That issue there, I'm going to – again, I don't remember offhand. I remember the cover, but I don't remember the story, what was going on in that issue. By the cover itself, I would give it a three. Okay. It may be sacrilege, but I'm not a fan of Kelly Jones on Batman. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, that'll be all for you. We'll save the other three issues for somebody else. <laughs> no, I understand. Kelly Jones is very – you either love him or you don't. He's a, he's a divisive kind of guy. I, I, I like him it. in certain – like I say, Dead Man he was good on. The more – a Batman is dark, but the more mythic, the more darker, more supernatural type stuff. Like when he was a vampire and all that stuff. Yeah, I like him more on that. I don't care for him so much because, again, yeah, it's very – he's got a, a certain art style that mm-hmm. just doesn't appeal to me. I understand. Okay. Uh, I'm scoring this one a four just because I'm such a fan of the whole, like you said, Knight's End? Knight's West? Knight's – what that whole that whole thing? Nightfall, Night Quest, yeah. Nights in. That's that it. We got it. Nightfall, Night Quest, right. Nights in. I like that whole era. It was exciting times for Batman. I'm giving it a four. Now we're getting to the exciting stuff because this is stuff I don't know is in the bag. You don't know what's in the bag. We got three more to go. I'm gonna take this one that I can't see. Okay, so we have Trinity number thirty-two from January of two thousand and seven. It has got a creative team of Kirk Busiek and Mark Bagley, who we talked about just a minute ago on. Ultimate Spidey, and this cover is dope because it's a Jim Lee Batman, and we all know that Jim Lee draws some killer Batman. So that is Trinity, Busiek, and Bagley with a Jim Lee cover. Thoughts, my friend? I don't believe I read that one. That was about the time that I, I was getting out of comics. I had moved to uh, Fresno with my my new wife. I just got remarried a year or two before that. We had moved to Fresno, town an hour away from where I was living. Uh, I was an hour 
hour and a half, hour 20 minutes from my comic shop. So I wasn't getting there on a regular basis. So I, I didn't have the money. So I was kind of stepping out of buying comics and I was finding them online. So I don't recall if I read that Trinity storyline. I know I, I found a way to read it, but I don't know if I ever got around to reading it. Um, let me see the cut. Hold it up again, please. Sweet, sweet, Emily Batman. I, I do like some Mark Bagley. Uh, music, he's, he's always a draw for me. So on the cover alone and the, the credits on it, I would give that a four. Oh, okay. All right. I dig that. Again, I love me some Bagley. Uh, ba- Bagley? Bagley. <laughs> I love, you know, Kurt Busiek. He's fantastic. So, yeah. I've dabbled a little bit in the Trinity stuff since I actually started this podcast because I've gotten a couple Trinity books in it. And I, I did an episode with Shag. I think he was on the last episode. And, and we, I think I feel the same way he does. It's got a lot of promise and it's good, but you'd think it'd be great with the Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. It just doesn't reach greatness, but I'm still with you at a four. I'm still strongly interested because it's a good creative team. And I mean, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. Can't go wrong. <laughs> exactly. All right. Two left. Oh, my gosh. It's like they know what I love. All right. So what I have here is Superboy number 50, the special 50th issue from April of 1998. Your creative team is Carl Kessel and Tom Grummet. They had actually were the creative team that started Superboy. They'd gone off the book, and now they had come back right around issue 50. The cover is very much a spinoff of sort of the Commandy Last Boy on Earth, except it is Superboy, the last boy on Earth, 50 issues spectacular. I'm very jazzed, but this ain't about me. It's about you. What do you think, man? What, what year was that one again? 1998. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was, again, I was full born into comics at that point. I was buying everything. I bought that one. I don't remember the storyline offhand because I read so many comics over the last 30 years, but I do you know I read that one off the cover alone. And what I remember from Superboy, I would give that one a four. All right. Uh, and I, I am such a Superboy. That whole run, that 90s Superboy. Yes. Such a fan. I own the whole run. I love it. It's a five for me, period. Always, Very nice. Always, always, always. <laughs> so, last one. Ah, take it a trip with me back to the 80s, my friend. It is time to go back to 1986, I do believe. Let me double check this. Take it back. February of 87. February 1987, we have Star Brand issue five from Marvel's New Universe. Ah, I remember that. Yes, I know, yes. I I, again, I wasn't in the comics at that point, but I do remember the New Universe. I've read very little of the New Universe. This is a Dick Giordano cover, and Starband mm-hmm. is blasting out as he's flying away from, it looks like, an Air Force base, and he's, he's leaving a big explosion behind him, and he's crushing and oozing in his right hand. It's very sort of like anti-military. Starbrand has, has done some sort of attack on a military installation. And like you said, that's number five from 19, February of 1987. Thoughts, my friend? That was before I actually got into comics. I know of the whole new universe. Oh. I, I know most of the titles, but I've read very few of them. Like I, I've said before, I've talked with Shag on an episode of Head Speaks a couple years back. To me, the, the golden age of comics for me is from about 1985 to 1995 is what I consider the golden age. That's when it was great. Uh, that's right at the beginning of it. And But again, it was new universe before I actually got into reading comics, so I didn't go back and buy most of that. But looking at who, who was the uh, writer on that one? Oh, you're right. I don't think I dropped the creative team. The script was by Jim Shooter himself and the pencils on the interior, which look very good. That's an early John Romita Jr. So that's oh. kind of exciting. Yeah. See, John Romita Jr. can be, he can be good. He can be okay. Depends on the book. That looks like some good John Romita Jr. That looks like some 
Yeah. Really good, John Romita Jr. So uh, just a brief look I've been given on it. Jim Shooter can be hit or miss. I know uh, one time it was great. And from what I've heard, a lot of the new universe stuff wasn't as good. What I heard from other people. I'm going to give that one a, uh, I want to give it a three and a half, just because I know you're not a <laughs> Habsies type of guy. Habsies. <laughs> uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, I'll give that one a three. Okay. I scored it as a three as well. Kind of like you, I was getting, in, I was into comics at this time, but New Universe was, you know, I was very young, so it was a bit outside my budgetary range to go into New Universe. I got a little bit here and there, and the thing about them is, like you said, they didn't catch on. So they show up a lot in quarter bins, and so I pick them up from quarter bins and kind of see what I miss. And from what I've read, Starbrand is okay. I think the real hits were DP7 and Spitfire and the Troubleshooters and Merc were all titles that I thought kind of bubbled the top. That's just my personal opinion. But there we have that. So uh, don't worry, folks at home. We do the uh, scoring for you on this show. And looking at the scorecards, it looks like the champion of the bag for this episode of Crap Bag Surprise Attack is, to no one's surprise, Ultimate Spider-Man number 86 by Bendis and Bagley. So it looks to me like, doing some quick math, if we got this grab bag, you and I are kind of in agreement. We probably read Spidey first, yep. and then probably Superboy, and yeah. then we'd probably read Trinity, and then yep. Batman, and then Starbrand. Yeah, sounds like a good reading order to me. That's a good reading order. I, I agree. Yeah. Well, well I say none, none of them are bad. But I haven't read the I haven't read the Starbrand one, but the rest of them, none of them is bad books. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a a lot, so it's, it's a solid bag. It's a solid bag. Well, now it's time to give these comics away. One of our lucky Crusaders Club members is about to be selected, and these comics are going to be delivered right to their front door. So what I need for you, Aaron, is just go ahead and pull that randomizer lever. You see it over there on the wall. Just pull yeah, the lever. Got it, right? <laughs> and it looks like these comics are going to Braxton Underwood. Congratulations, Braxton. Right on, Braxton. And that's it for this episode of Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Thank you to all the Crusaders Club members who support us here at the Longbox Crusade Network. Now, how often will these episodes come out? Well, that really depends on how often I can find these bags as they pop up in my stores. But rest assured, when I see one, there will be another Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Bye! Bye! The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. I feel shocked.